0: Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, and Hal Burns Truck and Equipment. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine.
1: If you are into it, we are into it. Now, here's your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning Emmys. It's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope. We'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene, whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off road or park and shine. We'll be talking about it. This is New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio 1017 of the team. And uh, uh good morning, guys. Got everybody in the house. Uh RJ, uh dude, tomorrow's gotta be insane talking uh a little uh Dallas Cowboys versus Philadelphia Eagles, especially being you know the home of the Dallas Cowboys,
2: home of Dallas Cowboys, the prime time game. It's a it's a night game where it's going to be fun. Uh, me and Scott Galletti are going to talk. That's pretty much going to be half the show. I believe is going to be on that game. But hey, a yep. great sleet for tomorrow, but a lot of fun stuff today too, and just happy to be here. Always pleasure, man.
1: Awesome. And, of course, we got Dan behind the glass. Hey, d- hey, RJ, did you notice it? Like Santa showed up this morning. Uh, throw up that picture, throw that
2: picture, of Dan. Dan, it is his red beard. Just reference first. I mean, this is Dan. This is our this is our guy right yeah, here. Yeah, so
1: go, you got to go to Facebook. You got to go to Facebook Live and check out the show so You can see a, a picture of this. But uh, Dan, you were telling me that your family's been giving you a hard time about this for a long
3: time. From the moment that I drew out a beard, <laughs> like summer of 2019, first time I ever drew a beard out, my mom instantly sent me that picture. <laughs> it,
2: it's the red man. It just it, it's vibrant.
3: Yep. Yeah. So are you are you ready for Christmas, man? I
1: mean, you got stuff good good to go.
3: We're we're decorated. You know, gifts are tough. I don't know what anybody wants. So cash. I'm still working on that cash. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I, I think everybody wants cash. And of course, uh, joining us in the studio, man, Spencer. It's been it's been I mean, what a month since we've had on the
4: show. I know. Bus is back, baby. Yeah, yeah it's good to be back. I had to take a little bit of a hiatus. I was really busy trying to finish out the sprint car season. Didn't end the way I really wanted to, uh, definitely a disappointing end. We'll get into that a little bit later, and a lot more positive news too, but yeah. for now, right now it's build season for me, getting ready for the Tulsa shootout, and I'm happy to be back in studio with you guys, man. It's Like you said, it's been a while.
1: Absolutely, and, and of course, talking about Christmas, I mean, nice hat. You got the House of Cars hat representing.
4: Well, you know, I had to go visit Oscar at House of Cars down there, and oh my gosh, if you have a child, a grown child... <laughs> An adult, great, great child. Do you have any money
1: left? Because, I mean, he brought in those Sprint cars, and I thought, oh, man, Spencer's going to be out of cash.
4: Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> I go, and, of course, he just got a big shipment of Sprint cars in, right. and it's all vintage stuff. Uh, he has some newer stuff, too, surprisingly. But cool. if you are into any racing, and you're looking for diecasts, die and you don't necessarily want to shop online, or maybe you're looking for something that isn't found online easily because he right. does carry a lot of vintage stuff, Go visit House of Cards, because I was in there for, as you can imagine, an hour or two the other day, and uh, Oscar treated me really well, right. and I got hooked up. And if you were uh, out there and you might get a sprint car in your stocking, it might have came from House of Cards or Santa, one of the two. Oh, it's fabulous. And,
1: of course, hitting the uh, the shelves this week, the new uh, New Mexico Motorsports Report Champions Edition um, Heck of a job you did on there, but it was super cool to see, like, I mean, you got all the winners. How many classes are, there, are in Moriarty MX? I mean, that's a whole page of winners.
4: Yeah, it was kind of funny. I was going through it, and, of course, we want to recognize all of the class winners, right? right. But how many classes do motocross need? Yeah. I mean, I, I was going through, and they had 40 classes, I think, wow. at Moriarty MX, it's, or at least it seemed like that. Yeah. And... Gosh, we got to find a way to condense that a little bit. Right. I get that we can't have the little Pee Wee fifties racing against the four hundred and fifty class. but right. There's got to be some bridge in between there. I got to tell you though, that whatever they're doing, they're doing right. I mean, they've been putting more money back
1: into the track. They've, you know, they've got, you know, I mean, Supercross there as well. Now they're running a winter series. that's actually going on this weekend. Practice today, race tomorrow. Whatever they're doing out there, they're doing right.
4: Well, and on the bright side of that, Dave. Yeah what I was able to see while I was going through all that is all of the classes this year have grown tremendously. And that just goes to show how much work Deanna and her team have put together up there at Moriarty MX. I know that they have a new track layout that they've been doing. Uh, They introduced this winter series that's running this weekend and really Everything that they've done, I think, has been in the best interest of the riders, and it's shown this year they've had a great season, and they're really looking forward to a strong winter series, as they have, I think, two events left, including yep. this weekend, yep. and a really strong start to the 2024 season.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, what do you think about Vado already releasing their 2024 schedule? I mean, Royal and the crew down there, Mike, I mean, they, they got this thing rolling.
4: They are on it. Yeah. Vado Speedway Park, I mean, it, it's no surprise, I think, to anybody that Vado was able to get their schedule out first. Right. And I think that it's really important for them to do that, too, because being, I think, in many's opinion, the top-tier track as far as dirt tracks go in the southwest region, it's important to set that standard and get your dates out first. And when it comes from a promoter's perspective, I think we can bounce back to you on a lot of this. You have to get those dates out first and have others work kind of around your schedule. Right. If you are the one that's kind of getting the most drivers, the most fans at your facility, that way you're not stealing from the shows of the smaller tracks. Absolutely. I mean, you have to spread the love a little bit here. Yeah, isn't that
1: exactly what I said, RJ? I mean, almost, almost it's exactly. A team idea. Yeah, yeah, It's like when when you're the big dog, um, you got to set the tone. But dude, they've one of their biggest races is the first, you know, like the first week in January.
4: The Wild West shootout yeah. coming up here in just a couple of weeks, the same time that Chili Bowl's happening Kyle Larson going to yep. be returning to Vado Speedway Park in 2024 for this event. A lot of people are excited. The best late model drivers in the entire nation yep. going to be doing battle. And last year, this is one of the best five races in the entire season right. for the late models nationwide. So a lot of people are excited for that event, and you can catch all of that on Flow Racing. Well, and I think
1: that he uh, had three second-place finishes, if I'm not mistaken. In the five races, didn't get it done, uh, but like you said, a lot of uh, swapping the lead and you know, a lot of lot of great things. Nobody walked away with the big cash, the big cash prize. I no, mean,
4: Jonathan Davenport was yeah. really close to it. It looked like in the beginning of the week he was going to maybe do it. I think he won, oh gosh, it had to have been three out of the, I think he had to win five to get the, the complete cash mm-hmm. prize and the new car. Uh, he came so close, but definitely the name of the entire weekend was Jonathan Davenport. He came out strong last year, and I would expect him to be really strong this year as well. But you can't count out Larson on anything. Right. I think that we saw that this year with the High Limit Series. I mean, he here he goes, him and Brad Sweet, they create their own sprint car series <laughs> just so Larson can do some more racing. Right, like he
1: needs to do more.
4: As if he needed to add to his schedule, right? right. He's already had 100 races. He, they create their own series, a weekly sprint car series, and what does he do? He dominates it. He goes out, he gets the points championship for it. And then what do they do? Hey, that was pretty fun, guys. You want to just go buy Tony Stewart series? Let's do that. And now High Limit and All Stars are going to combine, and uh, it's going to be a really cool season for High Limit. In fact, a lot of World of Outlaws drivers coming over and confirming that they're going to switch from World of Outlaws to High Limit in 2024.
1: Wow, so that that's a little bit like you know the Live Golf thing um, in exactly the, the PGA, you know, but uh, but th- th- a little different to me. That's not just about the money um in the saudis i mean I, you can go race with Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet i mean that that that's pretty that's pretty cool
4: it is it it's a huge opportunity and one of the great things that i believe high limit is doing this year is they're still keeping that same flair that the all stars had because Those that don't know, the All-Star Circuit of Champions, that series has been around a very, very long time in sprint car racing. It's well-known. Tony Stewart took it over nine years ago. He's done a great job with it, brought a lot of money into it, really revived that series to what it is today. And now they are going to expand it in 2024. It was known as an Ohio-Pennsylvania series. But now they're going to start coming west of the Mississippi. They're going to have some big races. And, of course, that weekly series within the series is still going to happen. So you're still going to see names like Kyle Larson battling with the best. But definitely the biggest name to come over, Brad Sweet, five-time back-to-back champion with World of Outlaws coming over, confirmed for High Limit in 2024.
1: That's fantastic. All right. If uh, you're just waking up now, now you're starting to get fired up. Uh, you definitely can run out to House of Cars today. They're going to be open. At, what they open about nine o'clock? I think they do. Yep. Yeah, as they open at nine o'clock. But if you have the itch to race, there is some racing actually going on tomorrow uh, out at Sandia Speedway um, or Suka Speedway. Got to get that right. Um, it's a Winter Series uh, with the Spec Miatas. Uh, I think we're going to have some carts that are going to be running as well. But on the other side, we're going to talk with Mike Travers. Um, he's kind of got to give us an update on what's going on with that series. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio.
2: 101.7 The Team.
1: Hey Albuquerque, this is Brian Erlacher. You're listening to the New Mexico
0: Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Hi, this is Al Enson, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Slope, of the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Gearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, and Hal Truck and Equipment. Here's David.
1: All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. And, of course, we were talking a little bit about, you know, Christmas gifts and, you know, what do you do as you're getting closer. So, don't forget all the gearheads in your life. I mean, you got to shoot over to... Yearwood Performance and pick something up. they got new stuff coming in um, every week, including I, I saw something on social media this week. They had a new item that it looked like it would be uh, fantastic for a gift. Plus, if you go in and you mention the New Mexico Motorsports Report, you will get yourself a, uh, a free Yearwood T-shirt. So uh, so don't forget to do that. Uh, yearwoodperformance.com. They're at 341 Eubank, um, and you can go and check them out. Probably open in at 9 o'clock today as well. So uh, go check that out. Uh, but another big supporter of this show and motorsports in this community is uh, Jim Guthrie. Um, purchased uh, Suka Speedway, Sandia Speedway um, earlier this year. Caught up with him at the Miata Mayhem and asked him about some of the improvements and uh, his perspective on his first year.
3: Well, you know, we've had a a tough first year. Um, I had a lot of goals and aspirations of which we fell short. I didn't get the things done I wanted to get done for the first year, but um, we definitely improved the track surface, Uh, the tire wear is much better, and it's faster. So in that respect, we're all smiles as racers, so uh, we're just going to make it better again next year. So stay tuned. How'd that deal come together? Well, Kevin Gulick from uh, Seal Master came out um he is interested in helping the track him and his boys went to a daytona race for a 24 hour race and of course they're huge Seal masters huge supporters of the vassar Solvent team so they had a great time and uh friends of friends anyway he says hey give kevin a call so i call him up he comes out and he is all in Uh, he is such a great guy and great great people in his uh in his business so he donated the first nine thousand gallons of seal uh, and then all the labor and the equipment And we got a good start, and I got overwhelmed, and then I bought more from him, and we just kept doing it. So, yeah, we just need to keep doing a little bit every year, and uh, pretty soon the track will be super smooth again. So, I noticed you uh,
1: mainly followed the race line and did the quarter mile. Um, Any plans on doing the half mile?
3: Uh, Half mile, we've got some cracks to fill. Uh, We ran out of money to do that this year, so we're going to do that over the winter. And then next spring, when the weather permits, we'll go ahead and complete sealing that. Uh, SMRI runs that three, four backwards. Right. So we want to get that slick and, 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 actually grippy and get rid of those big cracks in there for them. So, uh, that and a couple more along, along the bottom, uh, and then start doing a few more, a few more cracks that, that kind of sank from our first patch. And, uh, so a little bit surely we'll get the thing back to tip top shape. Looking good. Thank you, man.
1: All right. So, uh, caught up with Jim a couple of weeks ago, um, at the Miata Mayhem and, uh, you can actually go out. There's a winter series going on tomorrow, um, and you'll see a lot of the spec Miata's are going to be out running right there. So uh, seems only appropriate that joining us now is is Mike Travers. How you doing this morning, Mike?
5: I'm good, doing, doing well. Dave, good to see you.
1: Good to thank, see. you. Thank
5: you for letting me be here.
1: Oh, absolutely. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the the improvements on the track. I mean, uh, having the uh, the new uh, the new patch that they've been doing with the seal. Um, how how did that work out for the Miata Mayhem? I mean, uh, on the track. Uh, it seemed a lot of really competitive racing.
5: Uh, <clears throat> I think it's worked out really well. The um, the grip is really good in the corners. Obviously, the lap times are getting faster. The tire wear is much better. Um, that that track has always had the history of being very coarse and, and hurting tires. Um, and it was very nice to see that uh, the tires were not getting the wear as they were once before.
1: Now, <clears throat> spec me on racing, a lot of it is is momentum racing. And so did, did those changes make a lot of improvement with that? Um, because it does affect tire wear, but um, was it able to carry more speed in the corners as well?
5: Yes. Yeah, I would say so. Um, we were able to – the momentum was going, going a little bit deeper into the corners because we were able to brake a little bit later and then get out of the corners. <coughs> Excuse me. Don't <No> um, worry. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I was really happy with where, where the track is headed. Well, you guys have been doing a lot of work
1: over the last couple of years. Uh, I've been through at least a couple of cars, can't seem to get myself, um, you know, back on a permanent basis, but it uh, looks like the, the Miata group has continued to grow. Uh, talk about the progress that you guys have made in the last couple of years.
5: Yeah, so, you know, we have a lot of people, uh, a lot of individual racers that are looking to come out of other cars as far as, like, performance drivers or some other different class of racing right. because they're seeing that you get into a spec Miata And the group is much, much larger. And so, you know, here the group has really grown. And all over the country, what's awesome about the Spec Miata is you can go anywhere in the country and you'll race against the biggest group in in any class.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and I think part of that uh, is the affordability of the car, the parts that are available, and the community that's built around it. I mean, even at, at, you know, an SCCA um, level racing where it tends to be – you know, a little bit more competitive than, say, you know, kind of what we see at Sandia with kind of the weekend warriors. Uh, there still seems to be a lot of sharing of information.
5: Yeah. Um, you know, the the um, camaraderie um, within the group is amazing. You know, we're all out there to make sure we have cars on track. Everybody will help each other out. I mean, it's a great platform great. Um, for racing. I mean, the, the car cost, you know, we get a lot of these kids that are coming out of carts getting into spec miata just because that's that next step for them um but the group um here in new mexico has been amazing um you know we have we have anywhere from you know 15 year olds to you know 65 year olds basically you know racing in spec miatas and so it's just a great group of people um the group has is definitely grown in the last few years um you know i have been helping with some new racers get involved helping them find cars um for me with a lot of you know for i race all over the country but a lot in arizona and colorado mm-hmm. so when i have people come to me and say i want to get into spec miata you know i'll usually invite them out to my place and and show them kind of what i have and, mm-hmm. and a little bit about the car and then i ask you know what their budget is and let's, let's go out and find you a car right and so we've had a lot of that in the last couple of years i've uh, brought cars in from colorado and utah most recently from North Carolina. Oh, wow. So um, with the different connections I've made through the years. And so you can find a a car, you can get into the racing and be competitive um, right off the bat, depending on what your skill set is. Well,
1: it's pretty neat. I mean, you had a 15-year-old Von Miller um, that came out, heck of a run. Isaac Sherman, who hadn't been out in in a while, um, used to be one of the young bucks and uh, now starting to uh, age a little bit as well. Um, It was really neat to see them. Uh, but, but talk about kind of the evolution um, or the, the ability for a young driver that maybe even hasn't bought, you know, hasn't even driven on the street yet, and, and you jump in one of those and learn how to drive a stick so quickly.
5: Well, um, I'll give you an example. I mean, <laughs> my daughter, yeah. um, we had her, I had her driving a Miata at 12 or 13 yeah. um, and had her out there on the track, and so it was a great way to get the, uh, a young person who hasn't even, doesn't even have their driver's license yet to learn how to drive a car, how to control a car, you know, how to drive a manual. I, I mean, I taught, I taught my daughter how to drive um, a manual in the Spec Miata. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, a lot of these kids that come out of karting at, you know, from the time they were five years old, the Spec Miata just seems to be that next, that next step. Um, what's, what's also great about it is that, you know, we have a handful of kids that are – you know these teenagers that are driving, you know, performance cars and the Camaros yep. and the Mustangs, and you know the hope is to try to get them off the street and have them come out right. to the track and and race in a, a safe environment. So, but it's it's a great racing class, and if you want to go door to door, I don't think there's anything really better for the money.
1: Absolutely, I mean, you know, basically ten, twelve thousand dollars, you can you can be in a very competitive car. Um, Not only that, I mean, one of the really neat things um, is that the Miata hasn't necessarily changed a lot. I mean, you go by university, and you look at it, and the car still looks – I mean, it's changed a lot technology-wise, but it still kind of looks the same. And you can still go buy, you know, one for the street and everything. And what a great connection to be able to have uh, university Mazda um, involved in the program, putting some purse money in, and more than anything, just being a place to – to support what's going on. I mean, talk about, um, you know, the involvement with uh, Bob, Bob Cockram and working with, uh, Cockrum and working with uh, University Mazda. Uh,
5: Bob's been amazing um, since I met up with him a couple years ago. Yeah. He is, he's enjoying being a part of it. Um, we've been excited to see him out there. He's driven the pace car and, yeah. and had a big old smile on his face doing that. Um, he's also been excited that we have had um, the Miata club, the street, the yes. street car clubs, out there and so he, he's just really excited to be a part of it we talk every so often and he, he'll come out to the track even um if it's not miata mayhem he'll he'll stop by the track to say hi and just kind of see what's going on but the mazda's been a great platform um if you didn't know for me you know i race not only spec miata and um yeah. you know, an NA and an, and an nb depending on what track i'm racing but I've also moved up to the Spec MX five series. Yes. Um that I've been running. And what I like about the car is that it's the step up from the Spec Miata with about, you know, fifty, sixty more horsepower. Mm-hmm. But I can race both Spec Miata and a Spec MX five car in the same weekend mm. because the platforms are very similar mm-hmm. and the cornering um the handling is is really uh same same. Other than just the horsepower and um, the ABS brakes, that's pretty but. amazing.
1: How, how would people connect with you? How would they get more information if they, you know, interested in in coming out and checking this out?
5: Um, anybody's welcome to email me. Um, I, I love helping new racers um, get involved, but um, you can email me at Michael Travers the number two at msn dot com.
1: Okay, and then so. of course uh, Southwest Motorsports uh, swms dot org. Uh, It's
5: also a place to
1: do that. Uh, What what time do things get started tomorrow?
5: Um, Tomorrow morning, we usually start winter series um, driver's meeting about 930. Um, We allow it to to warm up a little bit during the winter months. And, you know, when it comes to the winter series, you just never know what you're going to get for weather. Um, But I believe tomorrow is supposed to be mostly sunny, um, mid-40s. So it should be a perfect winter series uh, start. So. absolutely so uh um thank you so much for coming out this morning I, in, I invite you
1: the cool thing is it's absolutely free you can get out there and you can walk around look at the cars not to drive uh mm-hmm. but it's uh, it's free to come out and check it out and get up close and personal um all right we're going to uh catch up with spencer hill on the other side we're going to talk a little bit about um concussions and some other things you got one more thing?
5: Yeah, I'd like I'd like to add is that you know um, when it came when it comes to the winter series, everyone has always thought it's always been about the Miatas. right? Um, but you know we've made a lot of changes, so the winter series is available to anyone. Um, we do door to door racing, so you can have a spec Miata. Um, you can have any other. We have some vintage racers that will come out there, right? Um, and then we also have Carters, right? Um, also to add is that if you are a performance driver, HPDE, okay. um, and you want to come out and you want to get your street car out there, the this uh, the Winter Series is open to all racers.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. That's new. I did. I actually didn't know that. So uh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more on the other side. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Hi, this is Martin Trex, Jr. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN, Albuquerque 1017, the team.
0: This is Kyle Larson, driving the number five DL1 Camaro for Hendrick Motorsports. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, and Hal Burns Truck and Equipment.
1: Here's David. Alright, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And earlier we were talking a little bit about, uh, Chili Bowl, just kind of got uh, mentioned, uh, but the, uh, the party before the party, um, the uh, Tulsa shootout uh, coming up and uh, joining us, Spencer Hill. How you doing this morning, man?
4: I'm doing really well, Dave. Like I said earlier, really pumped to be in the studio again, and it has been crazy this yeah. offseason, because I can hardly even call it that. I feel like I've been just running around like crazy, been going on the road with Jason still some. Uh, we got road course going on right now, Silver State Series, right in the thick of it. and. All in between that is Tulsa Shootout Prep, and it's in full swing. For the first time ever, I actually brought my car over to my own house, and that's the first time I've ever had a car in my own garage. Wow. Let me tell you, that is a great feeling. (laughs) (laughs) I I love going to the shop, and I kind of did this on purpose so that I could have, in sense of a word, two shops to work out of, because I'm still doing... Full-time sprint car prep, looking forward to next season. In fact, Dave Burns with Hal Burns Truck and Equipment. I just got a picture yesterday. He just picked up a new 2024 J&J chassis for me in Tennessee. So safe travels to him on his way back home. I think he might stop by PRI on his way, but uh, I hope he gets home safe and looking forward to seeing that new J&J, and it'll be full swing on that in the sprint car shop, but uh, in the meantime on the little car side we got that in me and sid's garage and yeah it's been great it's been really really busy uh haven't really touched the car since my win in aztec so uh there's a lot of work to do and here in a couple weeks it's coming up but looking forward to it tulsa shootout like you said the party before the party it is one of the coolest race events you could ever go to we've already surpassed 1500 entries i think it was up to 1530 last time i checked so a lot of entries going into this event. It is the best of the best drivers. A lot of the same drivers that you see at Chili Bowl are going to be racing this Tulsa Shootout. And every driver that I've talked to that have run both have all told me that the Tulsa Shootout is, in fact, harder to make a feature and way harder to win than Chili Bowl. So definitely an interesting aspect there. Looking forward to it. And, uh, man, my goal this year is kind of the same as years past make a main event that is so hard to do but uh, if we're able to do that i think it'd be a really successful year are you going to run all four divisions like you've been in the past wing non-wing um outlaw yep yep this year's going to be the same uh kind of schedule same same deal we're going to run all four classes we have stock non-wing a class outlaw non-wing and outlaw wing Uh, all those divisions are very very hard to do well in um an interesting aspect, too, is since I only have one car and one motor going into this event, I'm going to be running my stock motor in all four classes. Okay. So I'm uh, going to be down on horsepower just a little bit with the outlaw classes, but it kind of depends on where those races land. Absolutely. It, it's, it's so much like a lottery over there. Right. I mean, yes, you have to have a well-prepared car. Uh, you need to have a good driver behind the wheel, but there's so much luck involved in this event as far as where your pill draw puts you. I mean, that that's probably the most stressful pill draw that I can go through in an entire season. When you, I go into the building, and that first day, whenever we get parked, I'm nervous going into pill right. draw because I know whatever matchbox that I pull out of that bag, that sets my entire week up. Right. So whether I'm on the pole or whether I'm way in the rear of the field, I mean, that really does lay out your entire week. And a lot of times, I think that my friend Jacob Johnston, he he's a great example of this you actually plan your week around what classes you think you're going to do best in. Right. And in some aspects, sometimes if you're doing not so great in a class, you use that as just more laps in a practice session, and you right. might drop that class later in the week, even if you're still alive in it, just to focus on one of the other ones where you may have made a qualifier or maybe you're really high up right. in an LCQ or something. So uh, it's an event unlike any other, but I'm really looking forward to it. And, man, it it's just such a cool atmosphere in there. It it really is a big party. Let's talk a little bit about why you got a new chassis Um, and
1: uh, your your accident down in Las Cruces. Um, It looked extremely violent. Um, One thing that was really good is it it was a single car. You know, you weren't, like, flipping into a group of other cars. Um, But uh, concussion, um, cracked ribs. Um, I mean, talk a little bit about, I mean, just kind of, the, the recovery process from that, because that, that, that
4: one took a little bit longer than, than some of your other your other accidents. Yeah, and, and Dave, I was really surprised by that, honestly. I, I've been in some pretty hard wrecks before, and when I went back and I saw the replay of this one, even after living through it, looking at the replay, I, I was like, man, that doesn't look that bad. Right. But this was one of the hardest, if not the hardest sprint car hit I've ever taken. And... I think it was just the angle of it, uh, of how I came down on the left front so hard, and with the momentum that I had as I was carrying that second flip into it, I I think that it was just kind of that perfect match to where I didn't hit anything that had any give. I didn't have a tire to kind of absorb any impact. I didn't hit a bumper that would fold, um, not even a shock or anything. It was just straight to the chassis. And the strongest part of the chassis, too, because it is hollow right there, but It has my bar in there, and that's, I mean, pretty solid. It is hard to bend a rack that hard, Mm -hmm. and I pretty much bent it in a 90. So I was surprised at how injured I was from it. Um, I am really lucky, and I do believe that it's due to having the best safety gear in the business. Mm -hmm. I mean, from my henchman race suits all the way down to, I just got a brand-new Ultra Shield seat for this season. Um, Darren Pittman and his team do a really good job. They've taken that brand, and they've really put it, in the mind of drivers, and just safety is the the number one priority for them. Um, my Ultra Se- my ultra Shield uh, seatbelts did a really good job holding me in, too. My Hans device, of course, and Bell helmet. Uh, they all did their job, but I think that initially um, the ribs were what surprised me the most, but uh, as I went throughout that next week, the concussion symptoms, those were really difficult to deal with because the ribs, I can find... You know, a way to lay down or a way to stand up or sit up where it wouldn't hurt as bad. But with the concussion and something that's so far just in your own brain, you can't do anything about that. I mean, I tried the whole darkroom thing, no looking at screens, and that felt better. But at some point, you still got to get work done. You got to go back to work. You got to go live your life. and trying to push yourself out of that is definitely a a difficult thing and I think that Dale Jr. wrote about this in his book really well Mm -hmm. Um, and I've been reading that and it is so much like what I've been dealing with. It's interesting to see. Well, what I
1: kind of have two questions maybe to merge into one. One um, well, maybe a a statement and a couple questions but um, we see these accidents and we get used to watching people walk away. Um, I mean the, the horrific crashes we see um, in, in, all levels of racing and, 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 and they walk away. Um, and sometimes a, a wreck that looks fairly insignificant, well, I mean, I still think that the one that took, um, Dale Earnhardt looked fairly sure. insignificant and, and we lost him. But, uh, but you look at, so I have two questions. One, how do you put that fear behind you and get back behind the wheel? Um, and I'm not trying to spook you now, mm-hmm. you know, but that's one. And number two, um, I think about Kurt Busch. Uh, yeah. you, you mentioned of course Junior, but I think about Kurt Busch, and and Kurt Busch is still dealing. He says he's still dealing with some of it, and that was another one of those that didn't necessarily look that bad, you know. Uh, but how do, how do you kind of maybe address those or put them together?
4: Yeah, you know, the way that Kurt Busch's career ended is really unfortunate because I think that a lot of that was the development of the car mm-hmm. and. I think that there was a lot of serious concerns about impacts that weren't very heavy it's true. having it's true. a significant impact with the brain. And and I think that the way that his career ended was just so unfair, and I feel terrible for Kurt Busch. He's taken it on the chin like a champion, mm-hmm. like he truly is, um, and he's handled it really well. But I, I think when it comes to getting back in the seat, much like Kurt, I want to get in the seat right now. If mm-hmm. I could race something as soon as we leave this studio... I would go. Hey, there's a spec so tomorrow. If, yeah, I, I would do it. I mean, I think at the end of the day, Dave, racers race. And that's just what we do. I think it's just wired in our brain. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, I mean, we might not have as many brain cells as some of the others. <laughs> you know, I, I do laugh that I think that a lot of times I think the first race team was built by everybody – getting together and the dumbest one out of the group got to go in the car. And a lot of times I feel like that's the same thing now. It's like, uh, I don't don't know why we do it, especially sprint cars. They are dangerous. Mm -hmm. But for me, I think that's why I love it, too. I, I think I like flirting with the side of danger. I think I like having that little feeling in the back of my mind like, hey, there's a lot more on the line than just losing a race here. You have to perform. You have to be on the top of your game. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily a huge mistake on my part. Um, I don't know what I could have done different in this wreck that I had at Votto. Uh, But at the end of the day, I was the one holding the wheel. I'm responsible. So I have to figure out how not to do that next time, Um, not only for my own safety, but I can't afford to tear up race cars. Pat puts together some really nice race cars for me, and I want to go win races, but if you're up front and you're running fast, you're going to be on that edge. And unfortunately, I just found it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Well, uh, we're, we're going to carry over and talk a little
1: Law Tigers event calendar on the other side. Uh, but I do like the quote from uh, the uh, um, Grand Prix movie because um, they, they actually address that. Uh, there's a scene where they, they lose a driver. Um, and uh, he, uh, he was actually quoted earlier in the movie as saying that sometimes uh, race car drivers have a lack of imagination. If they really could imagine how we would feel, maybe we wouldn't get in the car. And I think that that's that's what's amazing. And I think that over over time, that that heroism that's that's why people watch races. Yes, there's a lot of comment about um, oh, the fan only watches for the wrecks, um, and uh, I, I I do believe that there's there's a little bit of that. But I think that's why Formula One also took uh, the steps that they did and said yes, they like watching the wrecks, but they don't like watching people die. And I think that that's pretty significant. All right, we're going to get a little lighter on the other side. Let's get some positivity. We're going to talk (laughs) about the uh, Law Tiger event calendar on this other side. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio one oh one
2: seven. The team. (laughs)
4: Hey, Albuquerque,
0: this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22, Shelpenzo Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque
5: 1017.
0: ESPN Radio 1017, the team, with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, and Hal Burns Truck and Equipment.
1: Here's David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. And uh, we're going to jump into the Law Tigers event calendar. Uh, Of course, Albuquerque Dragway, January 27th is going to be the uh, racers banquet out at Isleta. Uh Vado Speedway, January sixth and seventh. The 18th annual uh, Rio Grande Way Services Wild West Shootout, and I, th- I think they do their banquet like um, in conjunction with that first race. Uh, Alien Speedway got their banquet tonight. Sandia knocked it out last weekend. Heard it was a good time. Uh, Moriarty MX they got some stuff going on today. There's a practice as they get ready for tomorrow's uh, Moriarty MX Triple Crown. Uh, winter series this will be round two on the yucca uh point uh main mX and the coach uh custom coach works uh mini track but there are some car shows and stuff going on um going on today the c ten club uh christmas with santa uh Hawk, hogs Tot. Uh, I should let you do this because you <laughs> you know because at least you type this up uh but uh why don't you go ahead and talk about uh got the uh, santa hogs
2: so, Hot drive. Yeah, to be fair, that's a hard one. Right? <laughs> it's Christmas. It's not Santa Claus. It's Santa Hogs. So Santa Hogs. Okay. Christmas with Santa Hogs. It's, uh, it's going on the C10 Club at uh, 20, 2275 Henry Road out here in Albuquerque from 1 to 5.30 p.m. And after, they're going to have a cruise down Gardner Road. So it's kind of cool. a lot of things put together. But you see uh, Santa Hog going to be out there with a lot of cool cars going on today.
1: And, of course, you got the Elite Tuner that came back. Uh,
2: what's going on with that one? Yeah, so the Elite Turner Club is coming back where they're going on today from 3 to 8 p.m. at Expo New Mexico, where it's an awesome uh, indoor car show event with some of the hottest cars. And they're going to have some cool stuff like a two-step competition. They're going to have uh, different uh Car models are going to have music and DJs, a tug of war and other fun activities for people to be a part of. And um, a lot of vendors go out there, but it's really all for awards and trophies. A big show that comes out here for the Expo New Mexico going on today from 3 to 8 p.m.
1: And then tomorrow you've got the uh, Subaru Club.
2: Sure do. This is their second event that they're doing. It's a holiday car show and toy drive. It's benefiting the big brothers and big sisters of central New Mexico, so great cause. But it's going to be food trucks, musics, raffles, awards, uh, another uh, two-step competition. So, hey, if you didn't win at Elite Turner, you could go over to Subaru. <laughs> and this is going to go on at the Lomas uh, Albertsons, actually. So it's Albertsons Market on the 11, uh, 8, or 11825 Lomas Boulevard. All makes and models are uh, welcome and free to the spectators. So if you're in the area, uh, go out there. And our friends at uh, Rust's Gold Coffee is going to be out there. So I think you're going to have a good opportunity to warm up a little bit too.
1: That that's actually a big parking lot. Mm-hmm. That 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 one's a huge parking lot. All right, and then you've got the uh, Special Dreams Car Show.
2: Yeah, so this one is a it's a great one where it's uh Hosted by the Velocity Clinic Research, and it's a toy drive, uh, show and shine that's going on. It's a third annual event that they're doing. That's going to go on tomorrow, so December tenth from twelve thirty to four thirty p.m. And just, I mean, a great, a great cause, great people coming out there. But this is more of a traditional, where you know a lot more cars are going to be out there, and hey, bring a toy and unwrapped and go out there to celebrate. It's going to be a thirty nine oh one Carlisle out here in Albuquerque.
1: And, uh, Spencer, you were uh, talking with Reggie. Um, He's got a Toys for Tots show coming up next weekend on December 16th.
4: Yeah, Reggie and Margaret, they've been doing this for a long time. And, of course, it is the holiday season. We never want to see a kid go without having the best Christmas possible. So cool that Reggie and Margaret are able to do this again. The Toys for Tots Drive-In and Drop-Off Toy Drive is happening Saturday, December 16th, and that's going to be presented to the U.S. Marines and Food Bank Collection All makes and models are welcome. That's going to be at Snap Fitness on Tramway and Indian School from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Again, all makes and models are welcome, and toys and non-perishable food items are also going to be collected at that event uh, to just benefit those kids that are in need right now. Really cool opportunity, and got to say thank you to Reggie and Margaret for doing that again. Absolutely. They always do such a fantastic job. Um, And
1: so... uh, When is the shootout, man? Um, I always get confused. It's like
4: it's around Christmas, Christmas and New Year's. When's the shootout? So this one's actually a little bit different this year. It's still that same week in between Christmas and New Year's. um, But with Christmas now being on what would have been load-in day, everything had to shift back a day. So Ah. interesting enough, our main event is going to be on Sunday this year, but that's going to be December 26th through the 31st of 2023 even though it's the 2024 shootout that's a whole nother story for another day but super excited to go out to it uh that's going to be all live over 60 hours of broadcast live on flow racing super excited for it and i do want to say thank you really quick to bdh racing house of cars new mexico Metal motorsports and the new mexico runners uh for joining us for that journey this season uh, really looking forward to it. The Tulsa shootout, like I was saying earlier, the biggest party of the year, and we still do have a little bit of room on the car if anybody would like to join us this year. Looking forward to it. We're going to have Taco out there if anybody wants to get shined up too, Cool. Uh, it's going to be such a blast, Dave. I'm really looking forward to it. Of course, New Mexico Motorsports Report going to be on the car again, and we're going to have live coverage from it. I'm sure I'm going to be doing a call-in on Saturday. Cool. Looking forward to it, and man, looking forward to representing New Mexico too. I, I think that it is so cool whenever we're able to walk the track for driver intros. And out of the four times I've been there, I've carried the New Mexico flag three times and the Nevada flag once. That's an inside joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it again and just seeing all my family and friends out there. It's going to be a great time.
1: Well, I always, I always know that the shootout, well, one, I mean, being around you, but two, uh, all of a sudden I have to renew my flow racing um subscription so uh so that gets that that gets that going on but uh uh always looking forward to to watching that it's amazing um because there's so many races that i get other stuff done i have the racing going on in the background and you have gotten a fair amount of airtime the last couple of years i will say
4: chris wilner he treats me really really well on the broadcast he's a great friend of mine and he really appreciates all we do here at new mexico motorsports report he's a fan of the show
1: well, and we had uh, a couple of writers reach out last year as well. Uh, saw you on the show and thought, you know, how how can I get involved? Um, so always cool. Uh, we 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 don't got a whole lot of time left uh, to talk about you know our new uh, champion in NASCAR, Ryan Blaney. Uh, but as you pointed out very eloquently, we got a pl- a, a ton of off season, so uh, don't don't want to get into that now. But uh, of course, Formula One, your champion uh, Max Verstappen, uh, Ben Rhodes uh, came in with his second victory. Um, in the uh, Camping World Trucks, uh, Cole Custer, Ryan Blaney, and of course, we're going to have all kinds of uh, silly season stuff we're going to be talking about going up. Make sure you go out and pick up a copy of the New Mexico Motorsports Report magazine that are now being distributed. Uh, RJ is getting them out as we speak. Uh, but tune in next week for another edition of the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio one one seven the T. T. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the
0: New Mexico Motorsports Report presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, and Hal Burns Truck and Equipment here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week where your host David Swope will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene. Whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing are parked in shine. If you are into it, we are into it.